Fasten your seatbelts. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They have decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? We usually start out by laughing. <laughs> someone, someone needs to laugh. <laughs> Tell you, I haven't wanted to uh, laugh. I haven't wanted to laugh the last couple days. Hopefully, for some reason, I feel like we can't be heard right now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I feel like talking loudly, and then I'm like, <laughs> I can't hear myself. Yeah. Can't hear myself thinking. Oh, uh, we got somebody watching. Good morning, Charles. Good morning, good Chuck. I'm glad you're here, my friend. Glad good morning, everybody. Here. Well, uh, before we get going, good morning, Alyssa. Before we get going, Paul, oh my gosh. You know what? I think everybody else is ready for us to get going. going. Hey, sorry we're really late. Goodness. Actually, I'm not. I, I, yeah. I can't apologize. Well, we're on time. Enough on that. If we, if we were early, we would. it, it wouldn't be us. I'll collar a bit here. Yeah, fix your collar. And loosen up. Because here's the thing. I'm, I'm watching. I'm just gonna let. We're just gonna let you guys know Charles right off the get go because Charlie. we we need to. We need to let you guys know right off the get go that we are now recording with a microphone. The Yeti. And you know what that means? You can't. You can hear me. That means he can hear us. Oh, good. But actually, this is not the microphone. The microphone that you're hearing us at is that one right yeah. there. But here's the big news: we are taking our show over to podcast land. That's right. If you don't have the time to watch us, you now can listen to us. You're and welcome. You know what? <laughs> I agree. You are welcome because we are hilarious. I'm that guy that uh, <laughs> in my own car the other day was listening to our podcast that I was on and laughing as if it was as if it was something I never heard before. <laughs> I listened to it yesterday when I was I'm driving up to I'm on a plane Kent. about to take off to Cabo. Go Cougs. Oh, that's right, show. buddy. He's going. Good morning, right, Jim. Paul. Good to see you on there. So, with that being said, there's already four episodes in the can. We're not we're not doing our old episodes. Just it's too much work. Not I'm not about doing that. We weren't as good then. We're no. seasoned now. Yeah, that's right. We're sure, vets. sure, sure. Go with that. So, yeah. anyways, uh, it's easy to find. Jennifer it should Woods. be good morning. in. Uh, good, good morning, to see Ed. you. Uh, you should be able to find it in all the different areas. You can find a podcast. It's the yeah. Luke and Rory Show. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful pictures of us on the front cover. <laughs> is there such a thing? Yeah. So anyways, uh, we'll do the episodes here on Thursday, and then we'll get them uploaded into yeah. podcast land, and then you guys can listen morning, to us Renee. on your morning commute while you're cleaning the house, while you're chopping wood, Glad while Renee's you're... Here. You know what? Hey, whenever you want to listen yeah. to us, you can listen to us. So, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, and we're going to be getting some more guests on here pretty soon. we got a great one next week. We'll plug that at the end. Um, also have a couple more ideas to run by. Anyways, good morning, Pam. Um, good morning, Michelle. Oh, gosh. Okay. 
So I tried to drag it on as long as I could. Yeah, let's just uh, get into this. So good morning. Welcome to Live with Luke and Rory. He is Rory. I am Luke. Um, and uh, we're coming at you live here from the Electric Coffee House in downtown uh, Sumner. If you haven't been here, please, please do get down here. Some really cool people, a good vibe in here, a little bit different than a lot of the coffee houses that you're used to. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we like it. We like it. It's, it's cool because right we got... Railroad tracks. It's got a lot of... The railroad tracks and right on the main street, it adds a lot of texture, I think, to yep. what you're doing and just kind of your day and, you know, different things to see and take in. Morning, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I love it because we got people here that are doing work right now. We got uh, families over here that are just hanging out, chatting. Yeah. Um, we've been here before when it's been slamming. Yeah. And then it's been quiet. More right now, it's Texas kind of like right in the middle. But uh, I love this place. And they got big plans coming here in the springtime. So, um, Justin Egerton, good morning, Tremmy. Get down also, here. Also, good morning, Paul Nicholas Carlson. Parking is easy, too. And real quick, before we get going into this, Paul. Paul. Shauna, congratulations. Uh, just had their third uh, their third beautiful child, Maribel. Uh, was born just a few nights ago. We're so happy for you. Congratulations. Yep. Um, how about the Mariners? Wow, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we'll talk about the Mariners next yeah. week. So, anyways, I'm glad Paul's in here. I'm sure Paul will have things to say. So, let's just get into it. Guys, uh, usually we talk about a lot of things on the show. Uh, we jump all over the place. We're pretty sporadic. I think we're going to try to uh, dedicate most of this next hour um, to what happened this week uh, with Kobe Bryant. Yep. And um, just to give you a little bit of background for those of you who don't know enough about me, um, he'll be in Washington. Good. We're going to hang out, man. Um, for those of you who don't know uh, a lot about me, uh, <clears throat> I became a huge Laker fan when I was a kid because of Magic Johnson. He was my favorite player of all time, still is. Um, and then Magic retired. I stayed a Laker fan because of Kobe Bryant. And um, it's going to be a tough show. And it's weird because I didn't know him personally. Um, but we're going to talk about that, uh, I think, and try to figure out what it, what it means to kind of grieve someone you didn't really know personally um, or on a personal level and um, why it hurts, you know. Um, I don't know how else to kind of lead with that. It's, there's well, a lot to unpack, I think, and I'm, 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 ex I'm cautiously excited to get into it. Yeah. You know, and optimistic. And the thing is, I know your, I know your background, and I knew you were a Lakers fan. Good morning, Drew. Um, and the thing was is I think I'll start it off because I, I haven't cried, but I have, I have been emotional. And when I found out the news, yeah. and, and I guess we could start off with that. When I found out the news. Yeah, let's go there, that route. I, uh, I, was, I was actually at my dad's house. I was out there just mm. visiting, just doing a regular old, hey, I haven't seen you in a while visit. Checking out the first. Yep, and he hands me his tablet and he says, "Hey, um, I'm having troubles with this. Can you take a look at it?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem." So I, I'm dinking around with it. Yeah. And and I'm like, "Is your internet even working?" So I go to open up his news app on his phone. Good morning, Nicole. I go to open up his news yeah. app, and it says Kobe Bryant has died, and I'm like, "Yeah, bull crap. Yeah, another freaking hoax." TMZ, great. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. So I grab my phone. Kirsty, good morning. I grab my phone. I go to Google News Morning, and David. it's the freaking top story, and I'm like, "Holy!" You you know exactly what I said. Yeah. Holy Hell. s. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at my dad and I said, "Kobe Bryant's dead." He's like, "No, it's no, he's not." No, he's, and I know he's not. I said, "Go put on ESPN right now and put on ESPN and holy balls." Yeah. Just wall to wall coverage, and oh. from that moment on until I want to say probably. Maybe Tuesday afternoon, maybe Wednesday. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm still out of my funk. And I think the biggest question 
I have, and I, you wrote a lot of notes, which he doesn't normally do, by the way, so you know he's really into the show today. Morning, PC. Usually he's just like, you know, yeah. yeah, he just shows up. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest questions that I've realized over the last 48 hours, um, not last 48 hours, what, 72 hours, whatever, is it has affected a lot of people, and they're all asking the same question. Why? Why? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is Kobe Bryant. He's a basketball player. And for me, I was looking through YouTube the other day. Uh, actually, I think it was yesterday. And Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Conan O'Brien, they all did their own version. No, not Italian. They all did their own version of a memorial. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon told an incredible story. It was beautiful. Um, and I think Jimmy Kimmel, for me, summed it up best, where Kobe Bryant... Morning, Julian. Kobe Bryant was a hero. And he said, not in the sense of a firefighter, a police officer, a nurse, a doctor, not like that. Those yeah. people are on a different level of hero. But Kobe Bryant was like a superhero in the He's sense... Icon. He put on his uniform every day, and he went out there, and in the basketball world, he tried to save the day every game. Yeah, and, I, and um, if I could, you know, uh, Renee says the hardest part for me was um, he was more than just a basketball player and the fact that there were kids on the helicopter and their poor families. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm glad you brought that up, and we're definitely going to touch on that. Um, so I was sitting on my couch um, Saturday morning, having a lazy morning. and um, or was Typical. It, sorry, Sunday morning. Yeah, having a Sunday. Having a lazy How Sunday How was church? Morning. Yeah. <laughs> We were gonna go to. It was funny. We were gonna go to church, and then um, the girls had a late night on Saturday night with some basketball stuff, and they were tired. And I just was like, you know, let me let you sleep in. Um, we're sitting there, and I get a text uh, from one of my best friends, Mike Crab. Um, you know, Crab and I grew up playing basketball together, and um, are still really close. And he, I, I'd pull it up, but it was to the effect of like, dude, are you reading this about Kobe dying? Good morning, Lisa. And I was like, and I looked at Rach, Rach had my phone because she was looking at something. I said, give me my phone, give me my phone. And she was, I literally was like kind of barking at her, give me my phone. And she hands me my phone and she's like, what? And I was like, hold on. And I pull up ESPN and there's nothing. Yeah. And I said, and I literally was like, oh, Mike's full of crap. And she's like, what? And I was like, LeBron passed Kobe in all-time scoring list last night. And he made some smart-ass comment about Kobe dying. Yeah. I was like, and so I started to text back, Mike, he's not that upset about it. <laughs> you know? And then... I thought before I did that, I, I typed into Google real quick, and uh, there it was. You know, ESPN just hadn't got to it yet. It was so fresh. TMZ broke it, actually, and you never know with TMZ, right? right. They're getting better, but oh, yeah. <laughs> you never know. And um, I. Uh, yep, I agree, Christian. Yep. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people had that same reaction. I just looked at Rage, and I had tears, and I said, Kobe Bryant's gone. I'm going to get through it. Yeah. Good morning, um, Mark. Somehow. But, um, and I, I just, dude, I couldn't believe it. Like, we've had people in our lives, you know, like, from that level um, that have passed away. Say in the last 10 years. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Robin Williams, Michael Jackson, that, you know, was a big deal. But, you know. Good morning, Rachel. You're like, this is a bummer. Good morning, love. You're like, this is a bummer. And, uh, you know, you move on. And I just can't move on from this. Yeah. I woke up pretty much every day this week thinking maybe it was a bad dream. Um, <clears throat> and um, I just, I feel bad for the kids because Sunday was a wash at that point. Um, Laney had a game. And I, I, I want to tell you guys about this. Laney had a game and I coach her team. And 
they're girls that are 10, 11 years old. And uh, it was at two o'clock and <clears throat> I don't know if, I don't know if they would, if that game was, if it wasn't for that game going on, if I would have ever got out of my house robe. Like I was so, mm. so I, you know, I get to the game though, 10, 11 year old girls and I walk in and I love these kids. They're great girls. And every one of them just started running to me, coach, you hear about Kobe, coach, Kobe died. And I'm like, these are 10, 11 year old girls who, when Kobe Bryant retired, they were six and seven years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not even playing basketball yet. And they felt the gravity of it. Um, and uh, obviously, once more news start, the, the sad thing is, is like social media and stuff too. Like, I oh didn't yeah, know, like it was all over the board because it was, it was Kobe died. Then it was no, it wasn't Kobe. It was Rick Fox. Yeah, and it was Rick Fox. At one point, it was Rick Fox and Kobe's kids, which, like, in my mind, I could fathom because they're good friends. I'm like, maybe he was going somewhere with them, you know, or whatever, like me. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Hear, hear Rick Fox talk about it the other day, how he's trying to explain to family, like, you know, people are blowing his phone up. Anyways, it was so all over the board. And, and Mike texted me again later and said, oh, my God, his kids are with him. I'm going to puke. And all I could think about was Vanessa Bryant just lost her husband and all her kids all in one fell right, swoop. Right. Um, turns out, thankfully, um, not all the kids were there. Gigi, Gianna Bryant was. And, uh, yeah, the Bryant family lost a husband, a father, a daughter, a sister, all in one shot. Um, and I've been trying to, like, wrap my brain around it. Like, I got through the game, and, and I'll, I'll level with you. I was so irritated coaching that game. And the girls won, but I was extra irritated. And I'm looking back on it, and, uh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I got practice done. I'm going to apologize to him. But, um... And then I went home and I literally just sat in front of the TV and um, I left for a couple hours and Rachel's like, just go. And you said you didn't cry. I, I did. I had oh, every yeah. day this week and, and I bawled and I I can't wrap my brain around it. And what I tell you guys is that literally I became a Lakers fan because of Magic Johnson. Um, and then I lived in Southern California for a spell and, you know, Kobe Bryant came into the league when we were like 17. I wanted to show you guys something. So when I was um, a senior in high school, we got our practice jerseys and uh, we got to pick our number for our practice jersey and... Uh, so, there we go. I picked number eight. And the funny thing about it is, is looking back on it now, is I was a 17-year-old kid. Kobe was 19. <laughs> so yeah. I'm literally like a guy I would hang out with, like age-wise. And I find that funny because that your senior year is 97-98 uh, basketball Correct. season. Yeah. And so Kobe's barely into the league. And yeah. you, he already had an impact on you. It's the second year. By, the second year. By changing your uniform yeah. number. You know, one of the things that I, I saw yesterday was, I guess, Kobe Bryant and Vanessa, they had an agreement that they do they would never fly together, together on a helicopter. That was their agreement wow. that, uh, you know, if something was to happen, they didn't want the kids to be without a parent. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, somebody somebody wrote here earlier, and I can't remember who it was. And I'm not calling you out. I'm not saying anything bad about you. Um, but it's not just Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe Bryant is the megastar. He is the name. He is the one. But there were other, there were eight, you know, there were eight other people that died in that helicopter crash. And yeah, I don't know their names. I don't know the name of the, the chopper pilot. I, I can't even remember the name of the baseball coach. You're absolutely right. I remember Kobe Bryant because he, he is the name. But 
don't ever think for a second that we don't think about the but rest of them. To speak on that for a second, though, and, and this irritated me throughout the week. People are like, "What about the other family?" You know, blah blah. blah. I'm like, I'm "Like, you gotta okay." If exam, a couple of a couple things real quick. One, if you had, if you had a friend or close friend or something die in a car accident, and mm-hmm. there was somebody else with them that you didn't know. Who are you going to talk about most of the week? The one that right. you knew, right. right? Not that you're not sad for the other person. Really. Absolutely. And the other part of this is, is that, and I'm not saying, Good morning, like, Pamela. The other part of it is, is this: if Kobe Bryant's not on that plane, that's not even a news story. No, no one talks. It's it's a scrolling marquee on the bottom, yeah. and we never know those families' names. So yeah. the fact that we even know them, like. I don't want to say, like, oh, you should be thankful that we're talking about, you know. It's not like that. But it's it's definitely like, dude, get over it. We're not saying anything. We knew Kobe. We know Kobe. We knew his daughter enough, you know. And him actually being a part of it has brought and shed light on who else was there. Right. And I think that's important. And I think that, you know, instead of complaining, like, oh, you're not giving enough, blah, 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 be glad that it's even being talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, dude... You know, as, as the news started to unwind, as the day went on and you find out that it was three young girls, all from her, yeah. you know, her and two of her teammates. Yeah. Um, you, have a, you have a father right now in Southern California with uh, a couple young ones that, uh, I think it's three young ones that don't have a mom anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, you have two kids that have lost, that lost both their parents. It's, uh, you know, it's a tragedy all the way around. Yeah. It is a tragedy all the way around. I... It, it's just with with Kobe being on there, obviously, it makes it all the more shocking. Yep. So. Um, well, I'm going to tell you guys this: your love affair with Kobe O'Brien or Kobe O'Brien. Kobe O'Brien. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. The love child of Kobe and Conan. Conan. <laughs> uh, I, I can. I'm going to share this with you guys, and we'll, we'll, we're moving down to different roads here. Uh, I didn't like Kobe Bryant. I didn't like Kobe Bryant when he yeah. first came into the league because one, he was a high schooler, and I thought you need to do it the right way and you need to go to college. <laughs> then he played for the Lakers, which meant that he was an enemy of the Sonics. Of the Sonics. Yeah. And he'd come and play against the Sonics and he would torch the Sonics. And so yeah. I didn't like Kobe Bryant. He was the enemy. And when he had his transgressions back in 2003, obviously I was pissed off that we'll they- We'll talk about it. I was, obviously I was pissed off that they won the championship. Was it two years in a row? Three. Three years in a row. Um, you know, being a Sonics fan, I was not happy at all. I, I, in a sports-like way, I hated Kobe Bryant because he was so good. He was so successful. And so when the transgressions happened in 2000... And he let you know it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On the court, he let you know it, too. Yeah. And the thing... Well, yeah, that, too. That, too, Christian. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Um, and so when the transgressions came out in 2003, I thought, you know what? I knew it was too good to be true. I knew it was too good to be true. And and I'm just giving you my perspective as the years have gone on. I obviously have a different perspective now. Yeah. But I thought, you know Morning, what? Bethany. I thought, good. Morning, he's gonna be he's gonna be brought down a notch. You know what? He's not gonna be as good as Jordan. Because here's the funny thing. The difference between you and me is four years. Jordan is the goat. I grew up watching Jordan. I watched Bird. I watched Magic. It's funny, too, because Jordan had his own transgressions. Oh, he did. He did, but I didn't care. So, in the sense, here's the thing. I'm selectively hating. That's right. In the the sense of, I was a huge Bulls fan. I loved watching Jordan and Pippen play. Oh, my gosh. Those were my guys. So, 
if when Jordan It's funny and I didn't because they were they were the nemesis of the Lakers, right? Right, right. And they beat right. Magic Johnson's Lakers in the yep. 91 finals and I was just heartbroken. Yeah. So. And I thought that was beautiful. I thought that right there was the the passing of the torch is when he beat yeah. when they beat Magic. So so the thing is is that I can understand I can kind of relate in the sense that if if when Jordan had left the Bulls and not gone to the Wizards mm-hmm. and he had passed away right then and there, I would be crushed. I would absolutely be crushed like yeah. Like you're crushed about Kobe. So when Kobe came back and he won two more championships without Shaq, I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. He seemed more humble. He seemed more grateful for this opportunity after his transgressions. And as the time went on, I thought, you know what? He's an okay guy. He's an okay guy. Today, as I look back at his history his impact and in, in everything that he's done and everybody he's touched, I feel like a heel. I feel like a jerk. And the thing is, I've heard so many different stories of people saying the same thing. I hated Kobe because he was so good, but damn if I didn't respect how how he took the game to another level. That's right, Renee. He was the theme. Jordan was the theme on uh, Channel One News that we watched sometimes when we were at Hawkins. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Forgot about that. So, so, anyway. so yeah, so that that's my that's yeah. my perspective on Kobe, where he was the enemy. He was the enemy, and I think he was for a lot of people. Oh yeah, because he was so freaking good. Yeah. You were you were showing me video highlights this morning before we started, and he's got one where he goes behind the back and then does a three sixty dunk over the top of something in a game, not at the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, let's see. Charles, just a thought that crawled out of my head, and I don't mean for this to be derogatory, but think about it. If that helicopter hadn't crashed and Kobe died, would any of us know? Yeah. And that I was just saying that, yep. Charles, and I was thinking about that earlier this week. And, and so whenever someone has said to me something about that, I'm like, it wouldn't even have made the news right. you know, outside of a scrolling marquee. So um, it's kind of cool that we do know their names yeah, uh, Christ- because of it. Yeah, Christian, in, in 1996, that was a tough one for me. The yeah. Sonics versus the Bulls. That was tough. And yeah. I think I was I was angry more than anything. I mean, I still love Jordan, but I was angry with him because I'm like, you came back. Yeah. You came back, and this was the year that the Sonics were going to win the championship because they they had their own struggles in yeah. the 90s, being the greatest one of the greatest teams out there and couldn't get past the first round. It's funny how you uh, two were talking about like passing of the torch. Like, I, I want to go through some of the highlights, some of his highlights and stuff, and, and things that he accomplished in his career, and then I want to talk about his life, like as a father. Let's grab stuff. a couple more comments here. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Drew says, I couldn't stand Kobe when he went up against the Celtics, but I respected his game and what he brought to the league. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, when people are taking it 41 and 13 is so young. Yeah, we're going to talk about that definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Report, you know, yeah, the reporters on the, the Pro Bowl, I was watching, the, I flipped on the Pro Bowl, and they said all four of his daughters are with him. And I'm like, don't run with it until it's confirmed. You know, and, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that before we move on to some of his highlights here. I've, I've seen some people absolutely furious that the news got out there about him dying, and it was... Rick Fox was on there, and then Rick Fox wasn't on there, and then all of his daughters were on there, and then not all of his daughters were on there. I understand that that had to be horribly stressful for all the families involved. It's a big story. Now, granted, let's get it right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a big story. This is the danger, though, of social media. Like, God only knows if Vanessa Bryant was notified before it started hitting TVs. Right. We don't know that yet. Right. She's only really, she finally released a statement yesterday. Um, and I, I thought about that. It's like, is she finding out how we're finding out? 
And it's tough. If it's it's tough because Kobe is such a public figure, yeah. unfortunately, that's going to happen. Yeah. Now, if it's just regular old Joe Schmo me, and I find out through social media that something happened to one of my family members, yeah, that sucks. That that absolutely sucks. Unfortunately, Kobe is a different level. He's a different... Yeah. I, I, I'm not even a celebrity. I'm not even saying that. He's a different level well, of celebrity. And I, and I would go so far as to say, <laughs> at this point in time... <laughs> Quite possibly the most famous individual in the world. Oh yeah. Um, and and well, I say that in the sense that like people don't realize like how big he is in China. I didn't. How big he is in Europe. I mean, in he Italy. grew up in Italy oh, yeah. for a while. He oh, speaks yeah. Italian. He speaks Spanish. Like, we're not just talking about a basketball. Like, he was an intellectual. He was very smart, very yep. cultured, um, very loved in China, um, and for what he has done with basketball beyond borders and, and you know they knowing knowing who he was, um, loved in Italy. Um, you know, Italy really looked at him as like one of their own. Yep. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it's not just here. I mean, he's a global brand and well, icon. And I think that comes along with the the introduction of social media. I mean, how many different sports stars have reached out and yeah. given their condolences? Football, baseball, soccer, all around the oh, world. Actors, you know, actors, actors actresses across the pond. Politicians, yeah. It's amazing to think how many lives he touched just by being himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as basketball goes, um, <clears throat> I, I want to get, I want to touch on basketball real quick, and then I want to get out of it and talk about his life a little bit more off the court. But I, I get irritated when people are like, "Oh, he's just a basketball player, or he's just a football player." You know, my mom used to do it. Love you, mom. My mom used to do it to me all the time. Like, oh, she get paid this much for playing sports. Um, and I think it belittles and diminishes the work that these people put in. And why, I've always asked myself, I always thought, like, why is it any less impressive for someone to be the best basketball player in the world versus being the leading cancer research doctor or the leading physicist? Um, and, and I think it belittles who these people are. Like, but, that's their talent. Yeah. All of us are given talents, right? All of us are given talents. It just so happens that they have great athletic talent or whatever. And why is it any less that they have worked really hard to culture that, cultivate, culture, cultivate it, um, and, and, and to make themselves the best at their, with their gifts that they can as someone who's a great writer or, a, you know, a great doctor. I think you're closer with that. I think with, with writing, with actors, with, thing, with musicians, I think it's in that category where it's, it is diminished compared to a physicist or a brain surgeon or anything like that. It is because at the end of the day, these people, all they're doing is they're entertaining us. And, and, and I say all they're doing is entertaining us in the sense of they do bring us joy. When we're having a bad day, we're going to go watch Kobe, you know, yeah. do 61, 61 points in his final game. But the point, the point is, is it, it is it is a little bit in that sense. Can I disagree with you in this sense? Oh, you can disagree yeah. with me. You're wrong, but you can disagree. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I disagree. Um, you're essentially telling one person that their gifts are less than somebody else's because they're not good at they're not good at physics. Like for instance, I was horrible at math in school. I just didn't have the like. It's not the way my brain worked, right? So am I less of a person because I was good at English and not math? And Rachel's a better person because she's a great engineer and I wasn't. You know what I mean? No. Like, so, no. anyway, I don't think it's less than. I think it's all important. In my opinion, it's all important. You know, bringing joy, bringing... And to think about what Kobe's done with his money or what a lot of people do with their money mm -hmm. to invest in the people who are researching cancer yep. or, or whatever they're doing um, or creating 
you know, the Mamba f facilities and Mamba gyms, you know, for girls and, you know, all, all these people to go play and, and discover their passions and talents. See, and that's that's beyond the court. Okay. That's beyond the court, and, and that, to me, that adds value. Okay. If it's just a player who plays, who works hard, it, but doesn't, doesn't do something with that platform, then, yeah, it is just a player. I disagree, but okay. Yeah, yeah, you could be wrong. <laughs> hey, we got nineteen. We got at least nineteen just, people on here right now. In, in my mind, like we're all given abilities and talents. Come on, come and, on. We gotta uh, hear you. Yeah, <laughs> and um, superstars are paid as the market allows, and the market is willing to pay top dollar to watch the best be the best. Yeah. There's obviously intrinsic value in entertainment. Otherwise, the market would never afford superstar Absolutely. salaries. Yeah, I agree. And what he was doing after Bessel, Angie Donna says, yes, yep. Rachel's better than you. Well, of course you do. She's your blood. You have to. <laughs> um, I know we have an inside joke on that. No. Um, <laughs> Neil, they're, they're not saving lives is the main difference, and it's the top cancer doctor making what they make. Um, I, I, still, I disagree, Neil. I, whether they're, whether they're saving lives like directly or they're adding value and and texture to the world, um, I think it's just as important, you know. And, and and you know, Kobe is Kobe. If you want to talk about Kobe, Kobe's granted over two hundred make a wishes, make a wish things in the last like five. Again, years. this is off yeah. the basketball court. No, I know, and I agree with saying, you with that. But here's the thing: you can't hold it against somebody because they're not as good at. What one thing, and so they, they don't become a doctor, but they're really good at sport. Like, and so you're saying it's not as important. Neil says sports have a spot that cannot be taken away in our lives, but it is a bit different than the life-saving career field. That's where I come from. I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. But it, it's it's important. <laughs> it, we're not saying we get rid of it or anything yeah. like that. It's important. We need to have that escape sometimes. We need right. to think. I mean, for you, he's like two years older than you. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have to have been moments in your life where you're like. Damn, I wonder if I could have. No. Really? No. There, dude, here's the thing. Like, and I had the benefit. I, I played with a couple of really good players. Like after high school, I got the chance to like, you know, and it. I I realized the difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That like, when a guy like that walks into a facility, you know, a gym or something like that, there's a difference. No matter how hard I work, my abilities weren't going to take me to that level. Um, and, uh, and so, anyways, is and, you, is. and you're right, Renee. Look how many kids look up to them, yeah. also. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's important. And and where Neil is saying, like, oh, he doesn't save lives. We don't know that. We don't know that what his effect playing the game, or some kid in the hood that might have gotten involved in drugs and gangs, didn't say, hey, I can do it. I can make it. You know, I, I look at like Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn grew up in the harshest of conditions, right? And he did. He used his athletic ability to pull himself out, and he's inspired millions of kids because of it. Oh yeah. How is that any less important than the person that's directly saving lives? We don't know the the effect or the impact that that has. So anyway, I digress. I digress. <laughs> um, this went from a Kobe show to Wolf to fight. Go, to go down the stats real quick. You're talking about uh, to go down the stats real quick. Five-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, 18-time NBA All Star. Um, 2008 NBA Most Hold Valuable Player. Hold on a second. Player. 18. 18 times. How many? How many times was he? In, uh, how long was he in the league? 20 years. 18 times he was an All Star. And keep in mind, one of those years he just wasn't because he was injured. So, wow. Um, and thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Man, um, we really uh, we're gonna have to get a, a not, we're gonna have to get a more stable camera there. Yeah, yeah we will. <laughs> well, don't make it worse. Or we just gotta stop hitting this table. So 18 time All Star, four time NBA All Star Game MVP, um, 11 times. Listen to this. Total of 15 times All NBA, 15 times All NBA, and this is even more impressive. Is um, 
12-time All-NBA defensive team. Most players of his caliber on the offensive side of the floor do not play defense like Kobe played defense. Oh, yeah. To give himself up on both ends the way he did night in and night out, 48 minutes, was absolutely awe-inspiring. Um, so that's impressive. Um, two-time NBA scoring champion, NBA slam dunk contest his rookie year, um, All-NBA rookie team. Um, I, I like to go back to a moment that um, Kobe's rookie year, he comes in in the playoffs in a, in a basically a losing your out situation. And he had to come in because there were injuries. Um, like, I think Derek Fisher was out. No, Byron Scott was out. It was Byron Scott at the time. Derek Fisher was a rookie as well. Byron Scott was out. Um, there was all these, like, injuries. And he has to come in. And here he is, barely 18 years old. And they're like, here's 18-year-old Kobe Bryant, blah, blah, And in the fourth quarter, over the last, like, four minutes, he hucks up five air balls. <laughs> yeah. And Morning, Shannon. That could have easily defined his career. And I say that it did in a sense that, like, his mentality was – that'll never happen again. Right, right. And that could have broken a lot of people. That could have broken a lot of 18-year-old kids. Um, Shaq talked about that. Yeah. That and, was pretty good. And it didn't, right? Yep. I mean, it, it completely changed. And um, I was talking to Mike earlier this week about this, and um, there's a lot of great players, you know, that have played this game. Uh, Mads Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James right now, you know, Jerry West, Bill Russell, the list goes on and on and on. I really put Kobe Bryant... Even though Magic Johnson was my favorite player, there's a there's a, a spot that I put Kobe Bryant in in, a, in a, a group of two or three individuals that is unlike anybody else to ever play the game. Easily. Um, and that's Kobe, Michael Jordan, and probably Larry Bird. And the reason why those three is that it wasn't just about their ability or how hard they worked. It was, I, I told Mike, I'm like, if I have one shot to win it all, and I could pick anybody in the history of the game and take that shot, who am I picking to take that shot? And it's probably Kobe Bryant. Yep. Um, and if it's not them, it's Michael or Larry. It's a different mentality for those guys in those minutes. Their confidence level, they could be 0 for 40 on the night, and they're still going to make that shot uh, because of their confidence, because of the way they carry themselves, because of the time that they've put in that they know and they trust their game. It's just a different kind of individual. Yep. Um, Jay Williams has a story about the quote like Mamba mentality uh, yes we did find out we were talking about that Andre, and we'll touch base on it probably again um, is Jay Williams was a rookie in the league he was telling the story the other day on ESPN he comes into he's like he comes in and he's this highly touted rookie and they're, they're at Staples Center, they're going to play the Lakers. And so he's like, I'm going to go get my work in. And he gets there and he's lacing up and Kobe Bryant's already in there shooting. It's early in the morning. They're playing later that day. And um, he's like, so I work for about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. And the whole time, Kobe's down there. He's not just getting his shots in like I am, just you know working my shots. He's like working, he's pouring off sweat. He's working like game speed, game, you know, game moves. He goes, and I'm like... I don't want to leave until Kobe leaves. I want to show him that I'm in there working hard. He goes, but he wouldn't leave. He goes, and I finally was like, dude, I'm not going to have any energy left for the game. And so he has to leave. He goes, and as I'm walking out, I turn back, and Kobe is still on game mode and pouring off sweat and doing all, you know, doing all the stuff. And um, he goes, and so I'm like, well, at least I know he's going to be exhausted for the game later today. Well, Kobe goes in and torches him for like 40-something or whatever. And he goes, and so he goes, I hated to do it. I'm like a grown man, but I went up and I asked him about it. And he said, there was no way I was going to let you outwork me. And it didn't matter if it was practicing. And Jay said it, Jay Williams said it's the most defining moment, not just in his life as a basketball player, but his life as a father, as a broadcaster, as anything he's done, 
don't let anybody else outwork you or don't let anybody else see that they're working hard that they might work hard um, it's a mental edge thing oh yeah and Kobe had that more than just about anybody to ever play any kind of sport um, or maybe in any aspect of life like he was not going to be outworked he was not going to be out hustled um, and, and that's the difference between guys who have great talent and guys who have great talent and that work ethic and that drive right right I mean right. I, I think about that in our in our life like and we've had discussions about this in the past like we have to work harder yeah we have to be willing to do more um, and it, it's crazy I, I, I love that story um, from from Jay and there's there's so many like that yeah that, um, Kenny the Jet Smith told one the other day where Kobe went to the gym at midnight and then didn't have a ball the balls were locked up and so he's like, any of us else in the world would have gone home. Yep. yep. And instead, Kobe practiced shooting for like two hours without a ball, just going through his moves, and then, and, and then joke later, and he's like, yeah, well, I didn't miss. <laughs> you know, like, and it's like he still got his work in, and it doesn't mind he didn't miss a shot. Mental, see it, right? So now he wrote a book, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that? It just came out. I heard that all the, like all the copies on Amazon just sold out. Or Everything something. sold out. So yeah, obviously it's going to sell out. Everything. Is sold out. Uh, Neil says on yeah, here. Yeah, Mamba mentality. Okay, I may have to pick that book up. Yeah. Uh, Neil says he's easily a top ten player all time, arguably top five, and best Laker ever, only because Magic had such a short career. I yeah. agree. I absolutely agree I, with you, Neil. And I have a hard time. I, I'm with Jordan on this. Michael Jordan said, "Stop comparing players from different eras." Like it's, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's like it's Jordan only would tell you, like he doesn't look at himself as the greatest all of all time, like because he's like, you can't compare me to a center or a, a different right. era. Um, Maybe most like, impactful. Yeah, but like I do say, like I said a couple minutes ago, and I'll say it again: if I have to pick one person in the history of the game to take one shot for me, it's a short list. It's three players probably. It's Kobe. It's Michael and it's Larry. Yeah. You know, I mean, as far as just, you know, guts you know, in the basement. You know, and I can I can move that up. To, I can move that up to five. I can throw LeBron in there as well. Okay. Um, and the thing is, I, I feel the same way about LeBron that I feel about Kobe, or I felt about Kobe, and that was, you're so damn good that yeah. I hate you. <laughs> and and yeah. I was looking at a couple old LeBron clips when he first came into the league, and I was thinking to myself, man, you're just you're you're cut from the same cloth as as Kobe. Yeah. In that sense of I'm going to come into the league and I'm going to be the greatest. Yeah. And you know, so I mean, if something like that was to happen to LeBron, it would be crushing as well. I just I think that there's so much to be learned. And, and Auntie Donna says on your um, one of the remarkable things that I found in this tragic situation is the number of men, yourselves included who have publicly shared their emotions and thoughts. It has allowed people to see that life and death touches everyone, and it's okay to grieve and process as you need to. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. And um, I've loved, the one thing I've loved this week is sharing stories and hearing people talk about their memories of watching him yep. or what they looked at him as. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, we talk about the Mamba mentality, um, you know, that he talks about. And I... That's something that's not just for basketball. Right. It, it, it's, you know, Jerry West said it the other day, He's a man, he was a man for all seasons, and I think that, like, his mom mentality is for all seasons in all aspects of I think life. He, I think he really wanted to help take the WNBA to a whole new level. Oh, yeah, no, we know that. He literally was up here in Washington two weeks ago. Yeah, Kashmir. Yeah, Kashmir, like over by Wenatchee. And um, 
watching the girls play. Yep. Um, he knew one of the girls like through travel teams with his daughter, and they came up and they went to the high school and they, you know, or the middle school, whatever it was, and they watched the game. And um, I, I think the biggest loss, the biggest community that is losing here is the WNBA, is yeah. the girls' basketball. Yep. Um, is, is women's basketball, their game. Um, he was, he had his sights on taking girls' basketball to another level. Yep. Um, but w- with his daughter, of course, um, but just his appreciation and respect for the women that played the game and wanting to promote them and what they do. Did you hear, did you hear his interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel about that? No. About somebody, so uh, somebody came up to Kobe Bryant a few years ago and said uh, Kobe you, you and Vanessa you gotta have more kids you gotta have yourself a boy you gotta carry on the legacy right there and I guess Gigi was right there next to Kobe and yeah. Gigi's like hey hold on <laughs> I got this yeah I got and, it and I was just like oh Mom, my gosh mamacita yeah and, I, and then the other something that does break my heart is that there are talks of how he would sit courtside with Gigi and they would talk strategy, and they would talk so, different things. And to me, that is that is so beautiful. It's not yeah. just, hey, you know what? Look, he just put the ball in the hoop. It's like, no, this is why we do it like this. And then to have her go, oh, so what if we do it like that? And to start, it's starting to click in her head. I was gonna go, uh, I was gonna talk about this. Um, you know, I was going through some of my favorite moments of Kobe's career. Um, his 81-point game, which I watched the other day, that was, which cool. was amazing. His last game where he got 60 and brought 60 them back. 60 freaking points. Um, Old man. <laughs> the rookie air balls. The non-flinch where Matt Barnes threw the ball like at his face, like faked it right at his face, and he didn't budge. Um, who does that? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, 2008, him basically saying um, bronze wasn't good enough for Team USA in, in 2004 and coming to the 2008 team and just saying, all right, we're, we're going to win gold medals now. I do remember that, and yeah. I do that – I and do then like that. his his uh, torching of Michael Jordan. No one wants to hear about this, but in Jordan's last year, um, they played each other, and uh, you know Jordan was still like, you know, I can handle this or whatever. And Kobe torched him for fifty five and was yeah. unapologetic about it. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah. like, dude, I love you. You're like my favorite player, but there you go. Like, yeah. Um, and Time to retire, old man. Like yep. you were talking about the passing of the torch from yep. Johnson to Jordan, you know, yep. in '91. Um, oh, absolutely. I and I remember that. I remember. Yeah. I remember seeing the highlights of that game, and I'm just like, oh man. He had 42 Michael. at half. Yeah, Michael, yeah. retire, and, retire, um, buddy. But my favorite Kobe moment. And I, I'm glad you bring this up. Is watching him, especially in the last couple of weeks, um, with Gigi on the sideline. He yep. went to, dude. He went to Brooklyn to watch two losing basketball teams courtside. Like, what does that game mean to anybody yeah. or anything? But he's on the, you could see him on the sideline talking about the nuances of the game, coaching up Gigi, enjoying just being in a game with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And to me... And Thanks, Jason. We'll see you later. And that's a transition for us here. Um, to me, that's Kobe's greatest contribution. And that's his, and that's his greatest moment. Um, is watching him on the on the sideline with his daughter. Yeah. You know, in the last few days, all the videos that have been coming out of him at his daughter, you know, his oldest daughter's volleyball games, um, and him talking about like not only just coaching, but coaching because you want to be around your kid. Right. Um, and it, he jokingly said one time, like, if if one of my kids was um, playing, you know, ice curling, like then I would learn how to do curling and coach curling because it would give me more time around my kids. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, do you want to share the story? You want to share the story? You know, some people out there are probably asking the question, why? Why? Why were you in a helicopter? Why? Yeah. Why did you do this? Do Go you, ahead. Go ahead. So, 
the reason is, and he gave this in an interview, was is that, as we all know, the traffic down in Los Angeles is notoriously horrible. And his reasoning was is that he wanted to be able to put in his work, in his craft, to to do what he needed to do for basketball, to put in his workout, to meet with the media, to all, do all these different things, and still be home for his family, for his kids. And when he was when he was home, he would take the helicopter, and he would go from um, the Long Beach area. I believe it was the Long Beach area. Anyways. He would take the helicopter from practice back to home, and he wanted to be home in time in order to go pick up his kids from school. And Vanessa would say, oh, honey, you know, I got I this. I can pick him up. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, no, 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 here's the thing. I, I'm going to be out on the road for who knows how long. I want to embrace these moments, even these little... 20-minute car rides. ...insignificant moments of picking up your kid from school. And he's like, these matter to me. And, you know, obviously we know how important those moments were because of Sunday, but... That's why. That's why he was in a helicopter. Because again, the, the, the to, old me, the old me, the old trying ah, to suck freaking the Kobe Bryant. I'm like, dude, dude owns a helicopter. Why? Why was he in a helicopter? And then I and then I saw the story, and I'm like, okay, I'm an ass again. <laughs> if I had a nickel. Oh man, you'd be a rich man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I I think that. Thanks, Neil. That's that's um, to me like. God, I love watching him play. You know, just yeah. take no hostage mentality. But I've I've enjoyed watching him the last four years of his life and, and keeping up even more. As a father, um, as a girl dad, as a fellow girl dad with three girls of my own. Um, An Academy Award winner. Yeah. I mean, just like everything you touched. I saw a story yesterday. Ron Howard. Awesome director. Yeah. Ron Howard. Ron Howard says, when he won that Oscar, I went up to him. And I said, hey, listen, rookie, <laughs> you're making the rest of us look bad because you're making it look too easy. Yeah. Well, he just told somebody, he's working on it, he was working on another one. Oh, geez. And he said, I got another Oscar lined up, like joking around. <laughs> um, but he probably felt like he really did, who knows? Well, that, that's his mentality. Yeah, and I, I just, there's so much to be learned from a life well lived. And I want to I get into the 2003 thing here for a minute, but before I do... Um, I think for us as, as dads, and just as professionals in what we do, there's so much for us to take from a guy who didn't know the meaning of the word can't. Right. Um, whether it be on the court or you know as a father and um, as a husband, and um, who truly adored his family. And um, I, I only hope that someday my kids will look back and think that I had that much of an impact on their lives I, I really hope um, you know and not on the global scale that Kobe does but just people will say man what a great dad what a great guy you worked so hard he, he put in the time you know as a parent as a husband you know can I can I get vulnerable with you yeah go ahead that's that's my greatest fear yeah that is if you guys ever wanted to know what, what is my greatest fear my greatest fear is that my kids don't feel like I had an impact in their life yeah, and that's, and, uh, that's tough. Okay, you're going to now, see, now, 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 is this what we're going to do now? No. No, I'm not crying on this one. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm not nope. crying, you're crying. Nope, I'm going to let up. you keep on crying. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's that's my that's my biggest fear. So to be fair. <clears throat> um, yeah, we got to talk about this, I, don't I, we? I said we, would be, I said we would be fair, and I'm interested in uh, everyone's opinions. We still got at least 12 people watching here. I, I, you know, and, and I know that people will pick this up throughout the day. 
and so I'd love to hear everyone's opinions that hears this. Um, 2003, right? Right if they won, was it right if they won the third title? Anyway, um, the, the the alleged rape incident mm-hmm. um, in Eagle, Colorado. So, quick rundown. Um, and that's when the music goes quiet in here. Perfect. I know, right? <laughs> love you too there, Charles, man. It's um, Love you too, man. Uh. It's... Um, Look, accused of rape. There's lots of stories that go around it. Um, essentially, it was dropped because she didn't want to testify, and then there was a settlement out of court. Um, I'm not here to condone any of these actions, right, or, or or whatever. But my opinion on it has always been the same. There are two people that know know what happened, and one of them is now deceased, and the other one's never going to talk about it, right? Um, and I I had someone earlier this week were like, well, he admitted to it. No, he didn't. And he I'm admitted not, to poor judgment. And I'm not, yeah. And I'm not here to say exonerate the guy. I'm not here to say it. But here's what I do want to say is that no one else was in the room when, when whatever whatever allegedly happened. There were inconsistencies in both of their stories. Um I don't even have, you don't even have to say allegedly. Something happened in the room. Well, we know that some, there was right. an extramarital affair, right? There was right. something happened. We know that. He admitted to that. Yep. A lot of people say that his little speech, his mea culpa speech, was him admitting that he did wrong. You don't know the true effects of that, or you don't know the whole background of that. He agreed to do the mea culpa thing and say, I do now understand that you didn't think it was whatever, as just part of the whole thing to make it go away. It's in the medical report. Yeah, well, it's in the medical report, but and here's the thing, and I, I don't want to look. I have daughters. If someone came, if one of my daughters came oh, yeah. to me and said, "Hey, whatever," like I'd be ready, you know, I, I'd be ready to throw down. Oh yeah, right. And I, I get that, but we cannot look past the fact also that it was George. Yeah. Good morning, or good afternoon. I DNA guess DNA did show that you know her and Kobe something happened, but DNA yep. also morning, showed Ryan. that she was with another partner within 12 hours. So, you, you know, where where's the truth lie? Here's what I do know. What I do know is that um, Kobe went on a public stage and basically publicly shamed himself and apologized to his wife. Uh, What'd she say? Coming from a woman, how many do we know that will lie either for a chance at fame or a paycheck? It's a fact, sad but true. Yeah, and I don't want to say she did that. I I, I don't necessarily want to say, I agree with you, Renee, but I don't want to say necessarily that she did that. What I do want to say is that like, Again, none of us know but Kobe and her. This could have broke him. It could have broke him. and But I admire, this is what I admire for him, Mark. is that he literally publicly shames himself. Right. Publicly apologizes to his wife. And we are a society. We also know what else he did for his wife. Right, yeah, $5 million ring. Um, but we are a society of um, that believes in second chances. Yeah. And regardless of whether it was a sexual assault or whatever it was wrong and do we know anybody who did more with their second chance than Kobe Bryant over the last 17 years and I think that's my I think that's where my respect for him came back into play or came in for the first time was yeah you did a very bad thing yeah we don't know exactly what you did regardless you committed adultery but yeah you you broke that trust with your wife and since 2003, so what is that? 17 years? 17 years, yeah. 17 years, he's shown a record of going the right way. Yeah. And doing the right thing. And 
again, it's it's tough. It's a tough subject to talk about. You you brought up the great point. If it was my daughter or your daughter, yeah, yeah, I don't care if you're Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. There's going to be fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough subject. I have Absolutely. I have my own idea, and I wasn't there. Of maybe, you weren't there. Of maybe what happened? You didn't write a book. I was just sitting there in the end of the bed. Hey, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I like your moves. <laughs> He's not looking at the lady. <laughs> oh, man. Do you work out? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I, I, I really think it was probably one of the situations where... Uh, oh, look at me. I'm all red. She got into whatever and then realized, like, and then got scared or whatever and, and probably looked back at it differently than what had actually occurred or, or how they both felt at the time. It's, it's a tough thing. I also would like to point out that at the time... He was 23. He was 23 years old, I think, um, and he had been handed the keys to the world yeah. as a teenager, and he had a lot of growing up to do, and I think he did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, regardless of whatever he did, um, what he's done over the last 17 years to make up for it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. What he's put and into I, the and world. And I think I think that transgression back then in 2003. Shows, I'm not going to stop, Auntie Donna. <laughs> shows, uh, shows that he's human. Yeah. Shows that he can make he can make poor judgments. He can make bad mistakes. As we all can. Um, but I, I think the proof has been in the last 17 years that, and that's what we ask when, as a society, when we want to give somebody a second chance, that's what we ask as a society: prove yeah. it, show it to us yeah. that, that you've really changed. And and he did, absolutely. Um, you know his. Um, Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Um, yeah, you know, his, you know, Vanessa Bryant released a comment yesterday, and she called him, um, she called him her adoring husband. Yeah. And I'm not here to talk, say what their relationship was like, because we don't know. Right, I think at one point in 2011, I think they had... They almost split. Yeah, they almost split. So, I mean, hey, good morning, Joe. And they I mean, pulled it together. I, I, it shows that even one of the greatest basketball players of all time... He's like the rest of us. We have yeah. our struggles. Oh, we all do. You yep. know, I mean, Rach and I, God forbid. Love you, babe. Um, we <laughs> I have, can't even believe you just did that. <laughs> uh, I mean, we just, we have, we uh, all have these things, man. We all, we all deal with these things, but. Yeah, that's right, Jordan. Yep. They, uh, they did have that deal. They would never fly together in the helicopter. Yeah, we yep. talked about that, yeah. Uh, Andrea says, we all have things in our past, but I will not be casting the A little plank in the eye, she says. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and, and people like to do that. Um, and I would ask those people, um, have you done as much as this guy did Yeah. to um, become the husband and father that you thought that your family deserved? Yeah. And I saw, I saw an article, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and somebody brought up the Me Too movement. And I just I wanted to get I wanted to get sick. I like they're what like, Auntie Donna says. They're like, well, because of the Me Too Me Too movement, he was able to you know get away with it. I'm like, well, that happened in 2003. Yeah. And the Me Too movement started in 2017, so yeah. it's kind of a different thing. But again, it's the proof. It's as a society, we ask for proof that you've changed, and he absolutely gave us the proof. Yeah, I repeat, Danger Will Robinson. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's, yeah, redemption and repentance. And yep. and and he did that. Um, and you know. For all the people out there, they're like, you know, there were some idiots out there like, good, I'm glad, or whatever, you know, and it's, um... Trolls. You're, hor- you're, you're trolls. You're, you are a worse person than anybody, than he was at the time of right. doing what he did, like, that you would be glad that a wife lost her husband, that uh, little kids lost their dad, um, you're ter- that a little girl lost her life, yeah. like, you're a horrible person. Um, you know, I, I think the other part of this is, and, and look, we, we've got to it, 
we've got it out there. You can't ignore that. Look, Kobe was a complicated guy. And, and for those who would say otherwise, I don't think, you know, I mean, there was the obviously people that hated playing with him because he worked so hard. And his mindset was like, I don't know why you don't want to win all the time at everything. Um, and there was opponents that didn't like him. And there was the, the, sex, uh, the sex, sexual assault alleged or whatever that ended up, you know, it, at minimum was committing adultery. Jordan, you nailed it, man. Look at Antonio Brown. He's getting charged with all this stuff, and he doesn't change. Yeah. Absolutely. He feels he's a victim. Those people are cowards and evil. Thank you, Anthony Donna. Yeah. yeah. And it's um, – I, I can say this in all honesty. Like, I, in my mind, Kobe is a better example of what it's like to be a human and be a good person and, and do your best to be a good person than just about anybody you can put out there. Um, and, dude, I'm shook, man. I'm, I can't say what I really want to hear. <laughs> Direct messages. Yeah. Um, it's um, Sunday was very tough, man. And, and watching things ever since has been very tough. It's, um, it's weird when you don't know somebody, but you're hurting. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I don't. Um, Paul says um, elite people in anything are exceptional because they're complicated, weird people. Does yeah. that mean we're elite? You and no, me? No, I'm an elite jackass. <laughs> That's what Rachel would tell you. Um, and Rachel would be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, l- let me share. Yeah. I want to share this with you. And, and this is going to get into the selfish side of everything. Uh, I'm angry. I have a little bit of anger. And yeah. I, I felt a little bit of anger um, on Monday. And I felt it like, I feel like it's a righteous anger. Uh, because it's me just having a conversation with God. And part of that conversation was... You took him away too early. You robbed us of a chance to see him get inducted into the Hall of Fame. You robbed us of um, to see what he could do in our community, in our society, with the WNBA. You robbed us of the next 41 years of what could have been. And then I realized that God never promises us tomorrow. There's nothing in the Bible that says, I promise that you'll be alive tomorrow. And I had to take a step back and realize, one, God didn't do this. This is just life. This is life. This is the the evil, twisted world we live in, uh, where even the simplest a mistake of flying a helicopter when it's really cloudy outside, really foggy outside stupid judgment and errors where maybe they maybe they should not have flown that morning it's just it's life and and it and it sucks and we're gonna have the what if for the rest of our life and the one thing the one thing that brings me comfort in all of this there you go andrea the one thing that brings me comfort in all this is i had no idea kobe was a catholic i didn't know that until sunday and then i read a story the next day that there was com- there was confirmation that Kobe and his daughter went to mass at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, received communion, and then died two hours later. And there's some of you out there that are religious. There's some of you out there that aren't religious. This is my point of view. That brings me comfort to know that he was in a state of grace when he passed away. And to know that one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us I truly believe is in heaven and that brings me comfort that brings me some sense of 
Okay. And, and I think, I, I didn't even see what Andrea I, or, or Pamela wrote. I didn't see it. But, but I think in the sense of... She said maybe he did all he was supposed to do. Exactly. By knowing that Kobe did those things before, before he died, this is part of the overall plan of there's a reason. There's a reason why. We're not going to understand it today, tomorrow, next week, but there's a reason. And maybe it is, is that we all realize there's a bigger picture here. There's a bigger plan. You know, I... Uh... I, I, I've thought the last couple of days too is that um, so many more people in the world now know about the good he did or the things that he stood for and what he was trying to do with, with young I've girls so and, and basketball and stuff that yeah. maybe maybe even in his death great things come from it because we know more yeah um, and it wasn't just on the front page and we don't even know what's in his will yeah. I mean, for all we know, he's got some miraculous things in his will yeah. that are going to make a big change in the world. Yeah. <clears throat> um, good morning, Rachel. I, um, yeah, this has been tough, man. It's, um, I, uh, it's a lot of emotions. And someone put on there, and, and I, think, I think you and I could agree with this, when is the last time a major celebrity died? And you remember exactly where you were at. Yeah. I, I think for me, it was probably Michael Jackson was the last major celebrity that I, I know exactly where I was when I heard that he died. But I would also say that, uh, you know, Michael was big. But I don't know if it was this. No. Um, this is like Princess Diana, right? Rachel mentioned this to me last night. I don't I was 17 when Prince, I think I was 17. I remember where I was at. Where and I, I don't remember where I was at. I remember it being a big deal, but it didn't yep. really affect me. Um, oh, yeah. Because I give Rachel a hard time all the time about watching royalty shows and stuff. I'm like, dude, we fought a war to get away from these people. And now all you do is watch, <laughs> just care about what they're doing. Um, so, uh, I don't, yeah, I, I just can't. You know, I, I think you, you lump this in with, um, uh, you know, JFK, Lennon. Elvis, Princess Diana, yeah. um, some of those, and um, it's bigger though, yeah. and, I, and I and I agree with you. It's bigger for our generation because this was a superstar who just retired, yeah, and now he's gone. Dude, I went to on Tuesday. I went to my nephew's basketball game out at uh, Olympic High School in Bremerton, mm-hmm. and I walked in and you had all these like 15, 16 year old kids. And probably at least half of them were in Kobe Bryant jerseys. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, he retired when you guys were like 10 or 11, 10 or 11 right. years old. Right. And so really, you were only alive for half of his career. And you're all rocking these jerseys. And uh, that impact, it was pretty cool to see. But uh, yeah, I think his impact off the floor. And I, and I, I think a lot of it is yet to be seen. Oh, definitely. You know, um, I'm big with my daughters on, you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. You can you can do, you know, and Maddie's definitely got the mentality, and Laney definitely has the mentality already that, like, no matter boy or girl, whatever, they're going to, in part of my language, they're going to kick your ass when they're playing I... basketball or whatever, and you're going to get their best. What, what grade is Maddie in? Eighth. So... Good morning, Alyssa. So can freshmen play on the high school team? Yeah. Yep, she'll be playing for PHS next year. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Auntie Donna says, the other thing that has come from this tragedy is that the testimony of his life in the end honored God and highlighted all men 
the incredible value that they have making family whole and imprinting eternal worth on the souls of their children. You two are also setting an example for others by your commitment to your families and being involved so devoted to your children. Well done, gentlemen. Thank you, Auntie Donna. I Thank appreciate you. that. It means a lot. Uh, uh, Jordan says, Sean Taylor, the Redskins, Jose Fernandez, the Florida Marlins, and then actor-wise, Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath was a big deal. Yeah. I, I, re- I, I remember where I was at when I heard that Heath Ledger died. I couldn't Sean Taylor it. was a big deal back in the day. Um, uh, this is the biggest thing to happen, Andrea says, the biggest thing to happen to this generation. We had 9-11, but this is the biggest thing for my students. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that... Um, what I appreciate the most, and I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, and I, you know, kind of starting to wind down, but um, thanks, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Um, is that um, I truly appreciate how he lived his life, um, not just in basketball, but the, the Mamba mentality aspect. And I've been telling my girls about that the last few days. I don't give a, I don't give a crap what it is that you're doing. You gave it all of yourself to being the best at it that you can be. And I think that's something for all of us to remember. Um, and not just in work. Yeah. And how we treat each other and how we live. Um, and the impact that we try to make and on the, those around us. And the thing is, we all know it's not easy. It's not easy. And for him to take it to that next level and it not be that easy is amazing. Just look at the demands of his life and then look at uh, all the people that have come forward the Richard Shermans, the Brianna Stewarts, saying that they were, he was the first person to text him, even though they barely knew him, when they blew their Achilles to say, you can do this. Um, wow. The, um, the ESPN anchor the other day said the first time she met him, he already knew that she was pregnant and started asking her about having a daughter and, and being a girl dad and how much he loved being a girl dad. Um, the people who really didn't know him and he would reach out and text them about events in their life or say congratulations. Like a, a man who truly looked at took it upon himself to say I'm going to have an impact in other people's lives there was a video that came out yesterday of a guy who met him who was just like a he was just like a, a, a camera guy or whatever on a set and Kobe was there doing an interview and he said hey my son's going to play basketball and he said turn your camera on and he told his son and quick video to his son said hey I heard you got tryouts this week work wow. hard work hard don't worry about the kid to your left and your right just worry about you and give it your all in that wow. way at the end of the day oh that would always... be amazing and it's like who does that right like who who has the time for all that when they're got everything else going on and um that's that mamba mentality right and it's uh how can we have a mamba mentality in our life um it's uh it's something we should all strive for yep so um i before we get out of here i uh i want to leave you guys with it do you have anything else i don't know where i I don't know what else to say without continuing to cry. Um, yeah, I, I mean... This is never going to go away for me. And I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't know if it's affecting me so much because I was such a big fan and I'm such a big Lakers guy. Um, oh, yeah. And, and on top of it, as a father, like, it's so layered for me. I'm really struggling with this. And, um, look, I lost one of my best friends uh, five years ago. And um, that was very, very, very difficult. And I feel the same. It's very... I feel the same in it, and I didn't even know the guy personally, but I feel like I identify with him. Well, and the thing is, is that, again, breaking news, this guy turns 40 next month. It's going to affect you. Yeah, it's and maybe going, that's part it, of it. It's going to affect you, and if anybody says, oh no, 30's just a number, 40's just a number, yeah. it's it still will affect you. I, you um, know what I think about it? Remember I told you how I had a, 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 a I talked about it on the show, I had like a semi-midlife crisis at 30? Yep. Um, Part of that was, part of that was thinking about like if I'm gone, what about my kids? 
what about my girls? And now Kobe Bryant's family is living with that real possibility, and, and um, that's something that I've thought about in my life. I'm going to get personal with you for just a half a second here. Do you have a will? Uh, I have a very large life insurance policy. <laughs> Do you have a will? No, I don't have a will. You need to get on that. I know, right? I, I have publicly just said that he needs to get on it. <laughs> I had to do it Let about. We call our boy Ricky Beal. I had to do it about ten years ago. It's not fun. Nobody likes to talk about death. Nobody likes to talk about leaving family soon. Yeah. But you need to do it. Yeah. And I and I mean, ours is our. I think I updated it five years ago. My life has changed in five years, so I need to update it again. But you need to have something in place. That's don't a good point. Yeah. let. This is where the money goes. This don't let where... other family members dictate it. Don't let the state dictate Morning, it. Presto. You guys need to dictate Morning, it. Morning, Adam. So there you go. There's your uh, there's your goal for 2020. Get that freaking thing I'm done. On it. I want it. So look guys, if you see me in a, uh, a hot mess crying, it's a good it's a good possibility I'm thinking about Kobe. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, okay. I do want to share that because thank you, thank you Donna. Um, my last word on it is I never realized how much of an impact that just that just a basketball player would have on my life. And I'm I don't watch basketball religiously. We need to get a will. Like yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I, I. It will haunt you for. I will haunt you forever, she said. Oh, great. I, um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's it. I'm calling right now. Yeah. Um, oh, dear God. I think in the last few days, I've learned so much more about a man that I did not know. I thought I knew Kobe Bryant. I mean, as best as I could through, through uh, the different lenses. Um, but I've learned so much about Kobe Bryant, the man, Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, Kobe Bryant, the husband, Kobe Bryant, the father, that, and Kobe Bryant, the Catholic, to make me realize that he lived life, and it really, truly sucks that he lost Literally his life. Literally sucked the marrow out of his life, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he didn't. I mean, if there's a if there's ever a guy that you say live life to the fullest, it was it was him, based off of his actions, and um, you know, if I can even live an eighth of the passion for life that he did, I would feel like a, a complete man. Yeah. Um. So, uh, again, my. Because I know, because I know Vanessa watches this. Yeah, I don't even assume that for a second. Call um, us if you need a sweetie. Yeah, um, my 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 heart goes out to all of them. Uh, my heart goes out to you because I know that this is very crushing for you. Um, and you know what? Let's mourn. Let's remember. And then I'm pretty damn sure that Kobe would want us to move on and be better than we were yesterday. And uh, that, I think that's what I've learned out of all this is I need to be I need to be better today than I was yesterday. Um, yeah, a quick couple things, and I, I want to wrap off uh, wrap up with Kobe's words. Um, this is gonna hurt for a long time. I'm probably gonna ask till the day I die, "What if?" But um, it. Uh, I loved watching him play. I loved watching him as a father. Um, I loved watching him as an ambassador for the game, uh, for the girls' game, as a father of, of daughters who love who love basketball. Um, and uh, I don't know that I'll ever truly get over or stop asking questions. Um, but I think that uh, if any of this we could take good out of this, um, it's, it's look at the impact he tried to have on everybody around him, 
and as a father and on his uh, on his kid's life. I'd like to cut the show off with um, with Kobe's own words, and I think that we can all apply this to our daily life. It, granted, it's said in the context of basketball, but he didn't mean it just in the context of basketball. It's because that's how it applied to him, but he was talking to everybody. Um, at, two, at the 2016 ESPYs, when he was honored as an icon, um, this is what he said um, about him and the other people that were on stage. He says, we're not on this stage because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two-a-days or five-a-days. We're up here because we had a dream and let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us stronger. We were never satisfied never finished and we will never be retired those are heavy words that I hope we can all um, apply to our life so if you see me out there um, say hi give me a hug and uh, and ask me about my love affair with Kobe Bryant (laughs) and the Lakers I'd love to chat more so um, let us all never be satisfied and never finished and uh, never retired from being a good person we're trying to have an impact um, on those around us um and in that way, honor Kobe, honor his mentality, honor his daughter, his beautiful daughter, Gianna. Um, we'll never get to see her full potential through. So, um, love you guys. Thanks for being a part of this. My um, organized uh, healing, or whatever you want to call this, or a grieving. Um, yeah. Hug each other. Love each other. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, you guys. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, 